Hello, welcome to the Shit You May Not Have Seen podcast, where we talk about films that you may not have seen. My name's Scott. And I'm Joe. How you doing, Joe? I'm not too bad, mate. How's yourself? I'm good, I'm good. Just get a wee bit of admin out the way. So we've got our Twitter, if folk are interested in following us on Twitter. It's at NotSeenPod. Hit us up on there, give us a wee follow. Join in the conversation. We talk about the movies, but we'd love to hear what you think of the movies as well. Definitely. Um, you can find out about what episodes are coming up on there as well, what, what films we're going to be talking about. Yep. So aye, get us on there. What's the film this week, Joe? Upstream Colour. Do you know this place? I want to say yes. Go in there, just go in there. For you. I want to. I haven't slept at all. Is there, is there a direction that you feel drawn? I'm going to go wherever you go. You know that. You're scaring me a little bit. I feel like you know. Won't let anyone near them. There's a crowd back in the corner. Violent. I've never seen the parents behave so. They can get very protective. before you is somehow special. It is better than anything you've ever tasted. Each drink is better than the last. Take a drink now. So that's Upstream Colour from 2013, director Shane Carruth's second film. He kind of came up off the back of a film called Primer, which came out in 2004, I believe it was. And it was a massive indie hit. He won Sundance, I believe. It won the, the Palme d'Or right. at Sundance. And it was a extremely low-budget film, $7,000. Totally off his own back. Wasn't he a filmmaker? Kind of came out of nowhere, won that thing, and then struggled to get another film made until he did Upstream Colour in 2013, so nearly it's, 10 years later. It's a long time, aye, mm-hmm. absolutely. Just to get in about Upstream Colour, film's about Chris and Jeff, who are kind of drawn together through a shared experience, but they're not exactly sure what that shared experience is between them, and that's the kind of setup. It's a pretty weird film. Yeah, pretty wildly, <laughs> mate. Chris is played by Amy Simetz. Was, she's been in some big-ish films and since then she was in the remake of Pet Cemetery. I've seen that aye, aye. she was also in Alien Covenant really? aye she's one of the the, the crew that are on oh, the, right. the Covenant ship. to be fair I've only ever seen that once and that was enough man. aye aye it's, it's not a particularly good film shit she's also a producer director now and she was involved with the Outer Range Amazon series oh right Jeff, that's actually Josh, really good by the way aye that's good um, so she's a producer director on that which Sweet. is pretty good Um Jeff is played by Shane Carruth, who also directed this film, uh, and he is—he's been in a few things, but not much. He was in another Amazon series called Tales from the Loop, and that film Swiss Army Man. It was a few years ago. I, I remember the title. I, I've not seen that. I, I don't think he had a very big role in it, but he is in it. Right. Um, and Tales from the Loop. I don't know. I, I've I watched a wee bit of that, but I, I kind of did, it didn't really grab me, so I didn't watch too much more of it. I don't know where he shows up in that. Is that a TV show? 
TV show, Amazon TV show. All right, okay. Uh, it's based on, uh, I don't know if you've seen them, I can't remember the name of the artist, but he would do like, kind of, there'd be like a cornfield and there'd be like a big old robot, broken down robot kind of sitting in it. Right. It's kind of cartoon type stuff. I know, the, I, I think I know the, the, uh, the type yeah, of he's, stuff. He's pr- pretty well known. They made a TV series that based on his drums. Right. It's all kind of post-apocalyptic kind of stuff. All right, cool. Right, so he, was in, he was in that as well. Um, cool one. Right, back to Upstream Colour. The film opens with Amy Simetz's character and she's like a, I guess, I guess she's a producer or something like that like for a, ah, like a an animation company, company or a film company, company or something. Yeah. And uh, she's just going about her day, doing her doing her thing. Um, and she's out one, oh, the film doesn't open with that actually. No, it doesn't. No, the it film, opens with right, the, aye. It starts kind of, oh, fucking put it, it right out there. It, it's just fucking weird. Starts with, um, starts with like this guy and he's kind of scraping like a plant. And he gets this kind of, it's like a blue sort of powdery substance off of this plant. And then, this is it's so hard to speak about this because obviously it is so fragile. The way it's filmed, it's just like jumps from part to part and, you know, it's, it's hard. But it's kind of, the gist of it is, I think, he gets this stuff and the plant, I take it this powder that he gets has some sort of hallucinogenic quality to it or something it's, like it's that it's not really hallucinogenic it's more like a, it's like almost like hypnotism kind of it's good it's just susceptible to suggestion aye totally totally and and then but while this is happening you see him scraping a plant he pulls, pulls a plant out and then in the soil he's sifting through and he's finding these obviously these maggots in the soil and then he sort of take it somehow he figures out that they have this chemical in them as well and then it cuts to two young kids putting a maggot over a glass, pouring alcohol over it, then drinking it, and then kind of tripping. Or, or it well, looks like they're tripping or they're doing some they're synchronised kind of, or something. Or. Uh, it's, uh, the, what I took for that is like a lighter dose of this rather than ingesting the actual grub. The, the worm itself, I, I, Like a, a kind of filtered down dose of this makes you somehow connect psychically psych, and you aye. can anticipate someone else's movements aye because there's a bit where the two boys are in synchronicity sort of thing they've yeah, yeah. both got their eyes shut but they're both doing exactly the same movements and stuff like that and one of the kids goes to kind of almost hit one of the other ones and catches his hand up catches without, it, looking. without yeah. looking and stuff so and then obviously you know you see the, the, this guy who's basically getting these plants and getting these maggots and he's taking capsules like like drug capsules and emptying the powder out of them and putting maggots, live maggots, in the capsules. And then I take it, you sell them to folk. Well, I, no, I, th- I think what the what the deal is, is he's, he's obviously figured out that he can use these to give to people and they'll absolutely they make aye. them susceptible to suggestions from him. So I think yep. what happens in the film, mm-hmm. like, so he's out there trying to find people that he can, he's selling them like they're drugs, but I think he's selling he's, them so that he can, he can take see advantage how he, of he people. He can take advantage of them, aye, aye, totally. Um, before we go on, spoilers. Obviously. There's, there's always going to be spoilers. We're never going to not spoil a film. So if you've not seen the film, go watch it, then come back. Quite hard to spoil this, I think. But then you go. Then you go. Anyway. So that, that sets up where he meets uh, Chris, Amy Simon, his character. They're in a club. She's in a club. He's kind of trying to sell these drugs, but nobody's buying. That's right. So he goes and gets a taser for his car, teases Amy Simon's and then forces her to ingest one of so, these grubs. So, right, that's cleared up something for me then, because I wasn't sure. Because of the way this is filmed, it's so chopped. There's very little linear. Well, I mean, it, it is linear, but it's broken up. It's like, uh, it is linear, but it's kind of not. At the same time, it's, it's hard. I was just saying, right, I found this excruciatingly hard to watch, man. Right. Aye, really, really difficult to watch. Um, but I, that was the whole thing. I was wondering, because I seen him with a taser, and then cuts to her 
freaking out or something, or, and then he's got her outside the club with that kind of mask, oxygen mask ah, with the worm, with one of the worms in it. And then he gives her it. See that when this film started, right? I, I was down with, I was down with the weirdness from that point where he gets her, and you know he gets her back, and then he, obviously he starts to use the hypnosis sort of thing. You know, he's sort of putting things into her head, and obviously through the drug that she's ingested, she's basically giving him bank details and, and writing checks he's making yeah. write checks so this movie was going a certain way for me at this point where I was kind of on board with it but once that part stopped making sense to me because it almost had a linear vibe at that point like I was getting that right this guy's got this drug he's using it to basically get money out of people or whatever but then there was a definite point where it just cut off from that completely mm -hmm. And it just turned into a complete fucking haywire for me, man. Well, after I mean, that. that that was the setup for what comes next, basically. I Aye. I was trying to work out how that was the <laughs> why <laughs> why was that at the start? I didn't. I couldn't. I was about to ask you that. I don't see how those two parts correlate. What I inferred for this, and we'll get into it as we go along, is it's a it's a bit of a, it's like a cycle that you're caught in. Right. So it's a cyclic nature. So that character has, and you don't don't know his name or anything, but in the credits he's called the thief, right? Because he was obviously stealing stuff from people Aye. Uh, through using the worm to hypnotise them, and then through his suggestion, taking all this, taking their their money and stuff from them. Mm -hmm. The people that so Chris Amy Simex's character the, the, and other people in the film they are called. I don't know why the names are this. You never find out. There's there's a lot in this film that Aye. it tell it doesn't tell you. Doesn't give you all the details. It doesn't, it doesn't give you details to fucking anything of them, brutally honest. <laughs> but these people are called the sampled, right? Okay. Right? And then you've got the the pig farmer guy, which we'll get, right, we'll get into right, that right. Yep, yep. So he's called the sampler, right? Okay. And that's the that's the cycle. So you've got the thief doing mm -hmm. the damage to the people, right? Then you've got the sampler, the pig farmer guy. He comes in mm -hmm. and he takes them and takes the the worms. And then he can look in on them, but then the pigs die and he feeds the pigs into the stream and the stream feeds the flowers and the flowers. Right. He, then the, the thief gets the flowers and he takes the, the the grubs and he feeds it to the people and the people. And so that's the cycle. Right. So it's a, it's a bit of a, a, a cycle. Right. Of I, I got that. Aye. Right. So that, 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 was gonna, that was the deal we setting up. But we, we should probably go into a bit more detail of what all that is. I've kind of just touched on it there. You know, he's, he's taking, once he gives her the worm, gets her back and he's putting all this stuff into her head, basically making her sign these checks. And then there's that totally bizarre bit. Well, firstly, he's got a hostage in the house, which seems like for a couple of days at yeah, least. Yeah, that's, that's one thing about this film. You don't, you're not really sure no. about the passage of time. You don't know how much time is no. passing. So at that point anyway, you don't, I, I would say, it felt to me like it was weeks. Anyway. Aye, he's definitely doing it for a while because mm -hmm. obviously you couldn't do something like that quickly because it would yeah. just, the flags would just go up, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because he's going to multiple banks and stuff. And, and it's all and, different. Yeah, he's, and he's sleeping in the house and he when he's asleep, he's got her performing tasks against the keep, to it's like silly her. tasks like the thing with the book where he's she's copying from the book from and, the book aye. and making paper chains aye. stuff just to kind of keep her occupied while he's while he's basically asleep, ch yeah. chilling and yeah. then he wakes up and just starts fucking with her again mm -hmm. but then there's that you know so he's doing that he's doing that for quite a while and then obviously there's there's a part where she's kind of lying in bed and then she starts seeing what I guess is a worm kind of crawling about under her skin and stuff like that right, so he's, he's right. let her go uh, basically he's, he's he runs there he's taking all her money right that everything he can get he's he's let her go from the the hypnosis yep but the 
worm is inside or now it's like a parasite ah, that's yes, right yep yep see at first I wasn't sure if she was imagining that but, mm. I, but it turns out aye that's what it's been then that bit was pretty kind of grim she was kind of mm. taking a knife to herself and she stuff tries like to that. Herself, she tries to get herself she stabs herself and I, I did kind of wince at that but I was like oh ah, she stabs yeah. herself in the legs a bunch of times and she, the, one of the sorest ones is one down at her ankle down mm. where the bone is that was kind of like yeah, yeah. a bit, bit painful but this is where the film I was kind of on board with it but I'll be honest, the film totally lost me. Like after that, that after the, so for them that's listening, they leave her. He's running through the money. She sees this worm crawling about under skin, freaks out, and then all of a sudden, with no explanation, the pig farmer guy. Yeah, he's called the sampler, but we we don't know that. That's, that's just what it says in the credits. He just shows up randomly in a field somewhere mm. with like a van and a stereo system, and um, she just happens to be there. I think the inference is, you know, like in June, they use the thumpers to get the worms. Right, okay. So he's using subsonic frequencies to draw the people. Ah, I think, right, I think okay. That was, that's what I took from Ah, it. right, okay. I get that, yeah. aye. I get that. So she will... So he knows, those, he knows those people are out there. And, and they're going to come and, to the call. And because the, the parasite's in there, I guess their head's a bit messed up, so they somehow know to go aye. there. And but he's going to take the, take the parasite, parasite from them aye. through a really weird... Process with a pig? Yeah, pro- aye. Right, so that... This is it, aye. So, <laughs> right, so I, I apologise if stopping and starting, but it's, it is really hard to kind of try and, you know, yeah, yourself. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard it's to, it is hard to, to kind of work it out in your head. So then he takes it in and he does this kind of weird procedure where he gets a pig and then he cuts like a piece. It's, it's like a piece off the pig, yeah. I mean, basically, he cuts a, a hole in the pig. I cuts a hole in the pig. Hole in her, Aye, and, and then draws the worm out of her and puts it into the pig. Right, is that what's happening there? Aye. Because there's this kind of weird pulley system that, that kind of goes I between the drunk, two. Because I think that the worm's supposed to be quite long, I think. That, that was the, the idea with it. Right, and he, right. He basically extracts the worm from her and implants it into the pig for, right. for his own reasons. We don't know what we don't reasons know why. are, but he just, that's what he does. That's his, yep. that's his bag. So, like I say, at this point, I was like, kind of like, right, okay, this is this is fucked. But then, personally, I'll be honest, it, it took a serious fucking downturn for me, man, <laughs> after this, man. I mean, I mean, massively. Like, right. I was kind of, I was kind of interested to that point. Yeah, yeah. And then, it, it, to me, there was just so many things that started to really piss me off after mm. this, man. Like, Everything from how f- absolutely fragmented everything was. I mean, yeah. I mean, I get, I get. It's meant to, it's an art movie and stuff like. That. I get that. I've seen art movies and stuff like. That. And we did prepare in sound yeah, uh, yeah. studio, which was, you know, that was fragmented, but it still kept. This is very, very abstract. This, this and, and is, I, the way it tells the story. Yeah. To to the point where it completely, uh, my head was actually fucking hurting. I was just like, "What? What is this?" And I must say, I don't know about you being a sound man and stuff like that, but one of the things that in fucking infuriated me about this film was the complete and utter use of some sort of sound all the way through it. Right. Every scene had some sort of background noise, music. I mean, like you know, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Can I not just stop with the fucking background music here, man?" It was like it was just bombardment with music and to the detriment of the actual I mean it's already a really hard film to follow anyway yeah, yeah. but the very few bits of dialogue that was in it you had background music you had background noise and people speaking all going at the one fucking time mm. and I was just like that was actually really annoying me to and a lot of the dialogue was delivered and voiceover rather than in the scene and as I well. still could hardly yeah. make out what was going on it was too, too far for, for me 
fucking frustrating. To, it was just, I, I, I'll tell you how angry I got watching it at that point. I actually had, had to keep turning it down because I was just like, there was no let up with the mm. sound design. I was just like, this is just like too fucking much. I was like, for me personally. Right. And then piling on top of that, it just became like, from the pig point onward, to me, it just became like the director just got all his film, put a fucking put a blinders on so he couldn't see chopped it up and then just randomly threw everything at the floor and then just whatever order it landed in <laughs> he just put it together that way because right. to me it, it started to really actually started to make me angry <laughs> in the way that Tenant made me angry right. and I was like saying to my wife because she was, she was sitting beside me when I was watching it and she, she at one point she just started laughing and I was and I can and I'm trying my best to look at the phone because I'm like I can't actually miss anything because because it's so so unbelievably all over the place and chopped yeah. up. I was like, "What are you laughing at?" And she told me it was like your face. She says you look fucking raging. And I was like, "I'm fucking raging." <laughs> <laughs> But uh, um, I know I know this isn't very very insightful for them that it's listening and stuff like that. But um, but I I I just think it it, it became seriously seriously convoluted and up its own ass. Oh, I, it's, it's very up its own. Oh ass. man, it's like, so far up its own ass. It's coming back out its own mouth, man. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, the start of the film, you know, you get. I mean, it's fragmented and stuff. But I was saying, there is a linear. Mm. You can kind of follow. There's this vibe. There's a story it, here. It doesn't. It doesn't jump backwards and forwards in time like the path of the story is linear but it's just choppy in terms of where you pick up in that story aye so you'll be in like um, you'll be in a bedroom one minute and then the next thing you're in the street aye and then you're back in a different bedroom but it's and it like I say it's lots of scenes kind of cut together mm -hmm. and the dialogue that you would normally sit and watch and see people deliver within those scenes isn't yep. delivered within the scenes it's delivered Over the as, as voiceover yep. through those scenes while people are talking which Aye. is yeah. which is even more confusing do you know what I mean I just found it on top of it just it being just so unbelievably fragmented to the fact that it was you know I was just like what the fuck am I actually watching here it was like I knew the woman was a good actress but there was no I mean there was zero development in her character I thought do you know what I mean personally yeah, I mean, there, there was no there was, there was not a single piece of dialogue that I could pick out in this yeah. entire film I'll just say that fair enough Aye, I know I'm putting the boot into this, mate. Don't know, maybe, maybe you had your sound settings. <laughs> no, no, man. I, I mean, I've got. I, I don't. <clears throat> no, I don't agree with you in terms of how the sound, but I, I didn't really struggle with it. No, I don't even. Mix, I don't even mix. mean the, so much that. I mean, just in. I mean, just in the the, the weight of the writing. I, I, there was for me to engage in any sort of film, whether it be a you know a, a blockbuster Hollywood number or even a, an independent film. All starts with what's on the page, man. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and what the, and I've I've got to relate to the characters in some. Capacity. Uh, yeah, you can't relate to these characters. You cannot. Like, so right away, I'm disconnected. Well, maybe cause one of, one of the things I took for the film was it was a film about um, abuse. Mm -hmm. Now that was, <clears throat> excuse me, that was the commonality between the characters. They'd both been abused in their life, right, by this thief character. Right. And, well, and I, so I think it's obvious she has, but I didn't think it was completely obvious that he was. Not that's initially. Aye, aye, aye. aye. It, it takes a wee bit for the turnaround to find out that they've both been a victim of this thief guy. Yep. Um, and that there's been other victims of the thief guy as well. Yep, yep. Um, but th that was what I took. There's the, the common thread between them all was the, the abuse. <clears throat> aye. And then it's them working through that abuse and yep. coming out the other end of it. I know. I'm, I'm, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just these things that are popping out in my head. No, that's cool. Listen, man, um, that's cool. Yeah, it's no, totally cool. I mean, I'd, I'd seen it 
back when it came out not in the cinema I bought the Blu-ray I didn't even know it was out like I just saw it oh that's the guy who did Primer and Primer's great like, I love Primer I've not seen it yet but obviously right, you've no, told but me Primer's, it Primer's really really good man and I thought I'll get this same guy and back when I watched it then I'm, I'm kind of on, on board with you I was like what the fuck is this uh, it was, yep, it was a bit, yep. I've watched it twice since then like I mean it's telling that I watched it back then and I've not watched it again since aye. so that's like nearly 10 years ago aye um, aye understandable so and I, I obviously we didn't watch it again until now mm-hmm. and when we, we picked it out last last week I probably took a wee bit more from it this time round than I did the first time round I bashed up against the thing with the pigs so the worm gets transferred from the people into the pig and then the people are somehow psychically linked to the aye, pig I got, I got that and towards the end aye. The, the what the people are doing in life the pigs are almost kind of emulating it in a way they're kind of replicating what's going on because she becomes pregnant at one point and and the the pig pig that she's attached to becomes pregnant that's right yep yep. also the sampler guy he the pig farmer he can somehow he can tap into the psychic link and observe the people in their life right did did you I never really got I'll take a word for it though I mean because he would go up to a he would go up to a pig and kind of hold his hand out of the pig and then he would be transported into a situation with other people just going about their lives. See, I got, I did see that, but the film is so random in its scenes anyway that mm. I, it was hard to differentiate that from yeah. everything else that was happening in it. Mm. So, I, like I said, if there was a more linear thing and then something like that happened, it would have made more sense to me that that was what's happened, but because everything was so I mean, there, there's chopped just, there's up. no expedition in this at all. No. Like, things are, things happen and you're given no explanation as to why they happen they just I just happen you know like you know the, the whole thing with the pigs and stuff like that I, I, well, I the thing I summarised from it was it was kind of it, it was some sort of you said psychic bond probably that now that I think on it probably was that when I was watching I was kind of thinking it was more like it was may, maybe like a kind of metaphor for the people pigs being yeah I, it's so hard to actually critique this I think man it is because there, there seemed like a lot of things in it that that were meant that were meant to be kind of smart, but I don't think they were smart. I just think it was just cluttered as fuck, man. Mm. Like, like the, especially the bit there was seemed to be some sort of reference to the book. There was a book in it as well. Ah, yeah, it was Walden. Something the book was Walden. Walden, uh, written by Henry David Thoreau. Had to be knowing about that. He, well, it's never explained why, but the, the book was kind of. I read a wee bit into this, and the book was about so this. Uh, Henry David Thoreau character was he lived it was in I think it was 1800s I, I might be wrong about that but he lived uh, simply basically he lived like right. in the woods right, okay. kind of on, on his own not not like the people in Aye, but- uh, Leave No Trace he, he was more like a he just sought solitary solitude. He, he, he built his own house in the middle of nowhere and stuff right, okay. um, and just lived simply Right, okay. that, I, I don't know how I don't know if there's any significance behind the book and how that feeds into the film aye because I mean the book comes up because obviously you know going back to the kind of obviously we're jumping about here but when you know you were saying when he has it at the start of the movie and he's getting her to do kind of just like menial tasks mm-hmm. and stuff like that while he's sleeping he gets that book's she, that's the book she she keeps kind of using. I don't know if she's kind of copying the words out of the she's book. She's copying paragraphs out of the book. Basically just to kind of keep yeah. her occupied and stuff I, I like thought, that. I thought there was some kind of significance to the book. So did I. Because um, it comes up again later on as well. Like, not necessarily within the film, but just maybe it meant some like metaphorically in the story because because it's a real book. It's a book Aye, that exists. Aye. Um, so I thought there was maybe some the book had something to say about it, but I don't think it did. Aye, I know we're chopping all over the place, but it's hey ho, listen, it's the same as the fucking film. <laughs> There's scenes as well where she's in a swimming pool and she's going to the bottom of the swimming pool. Mm. 
again, I'm sorry, folks, anybody that's listening to this, because you'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But this is literally how I experienced the film. It was literally like this. It's like, what the fuck's going on? She's kind of going to the bottom of her pool. She's bringing up little chunks of rock. Little stones. Little yeah. stones, and then bringing them up. And then. And she's almost in a trance because she, every time she comes aye. up, she's, she recites a line through the. Aye, that's right. And she gives it, and, her, and then her husband, I think it's her husband. I don't know. Did they get married? No, they did. I'm sure they said. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I think they did anyway. Yeah. Um, Aye. Basically, Shankar's character. Aye. Aye. he's kind of walking about at the side of the pool, and he's writing. She's going down to the bottom of the pool, pulling out these just it's a little, little, little broken concrete and bringing mm. them up. And she said, "What let's says like one line jumps down, and he's sitting with a pad of paper, and he's basically writing." We should also she's say that, that after the thief is taking all their stuff and then released them, they have memory loss. They don't remember. That's well, right. Yeah, that's true. Because she wakes. Uh, cause she, sorry, yeah, you're right. She wakes up in a in her car mm, on the motorway. She's no idea where she is. Where and then she goes. She goes back to her house and she sees all the chaos that's been left in her house from the few weeks that she was with. That's right. Yeah. And she has no idea what's going on because she goes to call the cops initially. That's right. And then she's like, she would have tell, tell them I don't. Ah, she ends up losing her job as well. Yeah, she loses her job because she's not been there for weeks. Aye, she's like I've had the cold yeah. or the flu or whatever. Yeah. Aye. Aye, I know we're jumping over. So, aye, so aye. they've had memories. So she doesn't know. So she's in this trance, diving to the bottom of the pool and coming back up and reciting these lines, and she doesn't know why she's doing it. And is that maybe a reference to her subconscious then? Yeah, yeah. What uh, you mean, like she's like diving into subconscious, bringing up the wee aye, pieces, bringing up oh, yeah, little pieces yeah, and then aye, she's aye. kind of relaying them back to her husband. Yeah, aye. and he's writing them down. He's writing them, down. and then they find out that these are lines from this book. Like they go to the library and find ah, right. Well, that, that, I mean, that makes a bit of sense. Yeah, yeah, that aye, does aye, actually make a bit of sense. And I did kind of think there was some sort of what on subconscious assault. It's a mm, common thing yeah, and, yeah. and things, you know. I didn't pick up on that, but I definitely that makes sense. Aye, kind of. The aye, so the the it's just it's just really hard to follow this man. I'm trying. That's why we're. I remember the, the first time I watched it, I felt dead like that. Like I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Aye. Like, and then it, because it kept cutting back to the stuff of the pigs, and I'd, I'd kind of picked up that there was some kind of link, but I wasn't really sure why. I think you're. I think you're probably. You're yeah. talking about, I think you're probably right. Watching it the second time, I got more from it in terms of like knowing what was going on with the story and stuff. I mean almost 10 years since I'd seen it so there was stuff that I couldn't really remember so I, w I wasn't watching it fresh fresh but it was almost like watching it fresh but then stuff would come and go oh, aye that's right that bit and mm -hmm. that bit and so I definitely took more from it second time watching it but it was still a tough watch oh, um, the whole thing with the pigs like I said I, I don't know why he chose pigs it was just something about it being pigs that kind of I think rubbed me up the wrong way. You know? I I thought it was you know the pig thing was maybe a reference to you know, how you know, pigs are notorious for being dirty animals. You know they roll about in their own shit, yeah. and it was maybe saying that some sort of commentary on humans in general are kind of like you know like pigs. You know what I mean? Kind of what I thought the first time I watched aye, this aye. time round, I wasn't so sure. It's almost like the pigs are they aren't properly cared for. You know because the sampler doesn't really look after aye. them. And then obviously when the allegory pigs for uh, Jeff and Chris like get pregnant. Mm -hmm. and he, he's kind of abusive to them and he takes the, the piglets away aye that's right the, the whole pig but the, again the, the thing with the pigs I maybe took away from it as well is like pigs I know people have had like pig organs transplanted mm -hmm. so there's maybe some sort of common you know that, that we share more in Maybe that's genetically with pigs. Maybe a genetic thing. A genetic thing, maybe. He went with the pigs. Possibly, aye. Yeah. Um, plus, kind of, I don't know, maybe it just made more sense than having a chicken or some shit. <laughs> no, I mean, any farm animal, I suppose. Aye. I know the pigs were only harmed in the making it or anything like that, but I found that a bit hard to watch, you know what I mean? And they had the pig strapped to the back of the, the jeep mm. and it's kind of lashing about. And I was like, mm. that's a bit shit for the pig, man. And I felt a bit bad for the pig. It's like, man, fucking let that pig out, man. <laughs> one, one the pigs. <laughs> one the pigs. Uh, I'm pro pig, definitely, man. 
You're probably right on that. Then I, I do think that you know, in its own weird way, that maybe there was some sort of psychic link through the worm or something like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's exactly uh, what it was. Again, we don't know why. There's no explanation. It's just the, these grubs exist and uh, they have these properties within them. Which I was saying about the cyclic thing. For some yeah. reason, the piglets that are then thrown into the river decompose in the river, and then the plants grow by the river. The, the, the tree through the, that sort of tree thing, the roots. Because uh, you see, um, the flowers are white to begin with, and then. Mm-hmm. When the pigs decompose next to it, yeah. they become blue, right. and that's the blue flower that the Aye. thief guy looks for when he goes to the plant shop. Yeah, and that's, that's a bit, I suppose we should say as well that the pigs that you're talking about there, Scott, is obviously the two pigs who are telepathically linked to the Jeff two, two, Chris, two yeah. main characters. He kills them by putting them in a bag and throwing them into the, yeah. the kind of stream sort of thing. I got that, you know, there was a cycle thing happening there and stuff like that. When this is happening, this is obviously we're getting towards the end of the film here, then. There's that whole part where she's going down into the bottom of the pool and pulling these bits of rocks up, but while she's doing that, she's quoting the bits of the book. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe that was a subconscious thing that we were talking about. But then from there, I think through that, they find the book because obviously he's writing these words down. And I take it he must Google it or some shit, and then he finds out it's yeah. his book. They go to like a kind of library or something. Yeah, library, yeah. Find the book. Then they somehow find the pig farmer, don't they? How, how did it happen? I think it's the, the whole psychic link thing. Because they're linked to the pigs and the pigs are experiencing what ah, they're experiencing, they're, the they're also experiencing what the pigs are experiencing. because ah, they end up somehow but, managing to go. I ah, have a feeling about where, where, go. where it might be. They go, oh, is it, they, they get to a fork in a road and yep. they're like, where do you want to go? And it's like, I feel like we should go left. And yep. they're like, yeah, I think we should go left. And Aye. It's almost like they're feeling their way there. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the farm and the sampler guy is also like a sampler of sound. Which I was funny because yeah. I said to my wife, I was like, that's cunt man. It's like, he's, he's just picking falls with sound men in them, man. It's like... <laughs> I was weird. He was making like music, uh, sampled sounds that he would Aye. rub it in. Aye, that, up, yeah. that was another weird bit that I don't it think made, really made zero sense. Yeah, then it makes. Or is that how they found out where? That's how they well, actually found they out see, where the farm is because he, he has a record company. You see the the post box and it's got the name of his the record, record company. Record and they company. go and they find these records. Yeah. That's right. That's how they actually find it because he yeah, goes to the record shop yeah. and he's looking. I'm making this sound like it makes most fucking sense and it does, man. <laughs> it took me a lot of brain power to actually fucking <laughs> summarise this, man. But aye, that's right. They finds and then he finds through aye, the so, records. So that. Company. That thing with them sampling sounds and making the tunes is, I mean, it was obviously something that was just put into the story f- to get them to there. It was, it was a wee bit clunky, actually. That was a fucking wee bit clunky, man. <laughs> I thought the whole fucking thing was clunky. It's, it's almost like he was writing that he was going, right, how, how did he find, oh, I know we can make music from I, found sounds. I think he, I think he was just doing mushrooms, man. And just went mental. I should say this was also, I don't know if it was entirely self-funded, but it was, it was another film that, was made out with the studio system. Aye. Uh, same as Primer, just gave a wee bit of background on, on Shane Carruth's journey in the film. It was, it was interesting, like, I'd heard a podcast with Shane Carruth like a few years ago and he was talking about what happened after Primer. Oh, you told me about this last week, aye. Between, and I was trying to find it again in the run-up to what viewing this film again and doing this podcast because I wanted to listen, refresh my memory, and we said, I couldn't find that podcast, but I found another one right. where they go, go into the story, basically, of what happened to Shane Carruth. Okay, he's um, not done anything since, hasn't no. he? So he made Primer. It was a huge hit. Came out of nowhere. Indie hit. Everybody was expecting it to be like the next Quentin Tarantino. Chris Van Horn. Yeah, uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, Chris Van uh, Somebody who made a, a film for nothing and then uh, became massive. Mm-hmm. But it never happened. And apparently it's because he had some really wild ideas about the films he wanted to make and, he, and the budgets he was wanting for these films. Aye, because I mean, 
Nobody's giving you a big budget for a well, film like this. Do you know what I mean? Color wasn't he one of the films he was shopping around? Oh, really? Uh, he had an idea for another film called Atopiary. Right. It was this weird sci-fi thing involving uh, like kind of almost robots, but not really robots. And All right. there was a whole thing. No studio was giving them money for this because they're like, no fuckers going to want to watch that. Because like, well, I mean, it was it was equally bonkers. You know? Aye, I mean, aye, studios aren't going to throw money at, yeah. at an art film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, he spent the ten years trying to get that done. Nobody was making it, and so he's like, right, maybe I can do something a bit simpler then. Right. And that's where Upstream Color came from. Ah, right. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, there was another film they was trying to get made as well, which also was equally bonkers. Uh, the Modern Ocean it was called and it was something about like modern pirates or something but there right. was weird stuff going on in there as well right, okay. it had some names attached to that oh, Keanu Reeves was attached to Starnet um, right. and there was uh, Tom Holland the new Spider-Man oh, right, okay. he was attached to Starnet as All well right. again can you get it made just too far out the kind of Norman yep. that's what it is but recent years I, I never knew about this so apparently the guy's a bit of a creep um, oh really he and Amy Simex when they were doing Upstream Colour were together they were an actual couple Right. They since split up they, a few years ago. She took out a restraining order against him because he was harassing her and stalking her. Really? And telling her he was going to do things to her. Fucking hell, yeah, man. So th- th- that came out in that podcast that I found. They, they kind of revealed this at the Shit. end of the podcast. Yeah. So he's, so he's, I think his chances of getting anything made now are. She just gave Harvey Weinstein a shout. He'll give him some money for a film. That's his buddy. Aye. Fucking hell. I didn't know that. Yeah. Aye. I mean, that, aye, that's kind of so creepy. That, that's kind of why he's not. Aye, well, that makes sense yeah, then, totally. Yeah. Especially with everything that's happening now in the, the film industry. Or mm. you, I mean, these mm. people are getting exposed and all that, all that for what they're, they're doing. That's weird. But by contrast, Amy Simons is doing quite well because she's, Aye, she's, she's doing producing and directing and starring in kind of decent Aye, well, films. that um, um, outer, outer range, wasn't it? Aye, outer range. Aye, I watched that. It was actually pretty decent. Yeah, it was, kind of it was weird, pretty good. It's kind of sci-fi weird. thing. Yeah. But uh, that, that's kind of in the right in the right kind of side of weird for me. Mm. Back to the movie and stuff like that, um, I suppose. I the, the end part, so they find the book and then they find where the guy stays and uh, his farm and stuff and they see the pigs and stuff. She shoots the pig farmer. Yeah, it was a bit, a bit harsh, I thought. Uh, well, I don't know. Because he, he wasn't really the source of the problems. Yeah, but he was still, was, the, was still definitely facilitating. He was involved, but he was a, a bit more. He was a bit more benign. You know, he was. He wasn't he the the one that drugged him and took all their money. That was this other guy, the thief. I think you know, that. But in, in shooting him, they broke the cycle. That's right. Aye. Yeah. Well, yep. Yep. And then so obviously they find all his all his, fi- his files mm. and he basically find out that he's been doing this to it must have been years because there was like hundreds, lots of people aye yeah. did you see the list and it's mm. like scrolls and scrolls of mm. people's names and stuff like that and then it cuts back to them they're basically looking at the fight and they realise Jesus fucking they've, they've done this to a lot of folk mm. and then they somehow manage to get a bunch of them together and they go back to the pig farm and then they kind of all start kind of looking after the, their assigned pig. Their respective pig. respective pig. Which I thought was a bit fucking weird. Well, did they give them a good life? They do, yeah. aye. They kind of paint the place up, spruce mm-hmm. the place up a wee bit. Getting and them checked. Getting them checked. Stuff, and right. she's going to pick a wee cuddle, which was the best bit of the whole film <laughs> for me. I was like, that's cool, man. You'd be nice to the pig after fucking time, wouldn't you? A fucking jeep. I wasn't happy with that. But aye, I mean, then and that's kind of how it ends, eh? Aye. aye. Basically, their commonality is it's all abuse. Aye. She breaks the cycle, which is facilitating the abuse. Yep. And then they take ownership of the problems that their abuse created. Aye, they're kind of taking So they kind of get past it and they move on. Aye, they're, aye, they're, they're facing up to it, basically. Yeah, aye, that's they're, the, they're, they're confronting the they're abuse. confronting the abuse and yep. kind of 
Aye, aye. That's what I took from it. Aye, I, mean, um, I, 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 I don't know if that was the intended thing. I, I think but, probably I, I, yeah. I, I would say so. I, but that was after uh, three viewings that I got there. Uh, aye, well, <laughs> I only did the one. But then obviously that isn't actually then because then it goes back to the the tree again and the, the guy that drugged aye, it at so the start. Because they're, they're, they're the cycle's been broken, they're not getting the flower. The flower anymore because would. obviously pigs aren't getting put yeah. into the stream to then go to the bottom, hit the tree, decompose, then make the fucking... Aye, make the flowers blue, give them this psychotropic... Psychotropic kind of drug. Te- uh, properties and yep. so they're not getting the, the worms that have that have eaten these flowers, aye. I guess that's how you know, aye, aye, totally. And so aye, he's out he's of he's business now. He's out of business, yeah. I'm a bit of shame, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Aye, uh, um, I, I'm just going to be honest, man. This film fucking angered me, man. Like, seriously, angered <laughs> me watching it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, what the fuck did he ask me to watch this for? I, uh, I think a lot, I mean, besides the things that I said about, the, you know, the choppy nature of it, mm. it was just too much. It was just too much. And and for me, the sound was a massive issue. Like, it was, uh, and not just the whole point of I couldn't hear that's a lot of the dialogue but just the constant use like mm. constant use every single scene had some sort of droning music to the point that like I say it was actually becoming quite irritating mm. and, it, and it took over my experience of watching it and I was too and I think I still, I'll get props it's the only film that I've ever actually been genuinely annoyed with the sound <laughs> on it I'm like can we just have a minute of fucking silence here we can just see a, yeah. see a scene the, the, acted the, the, out there is a bit of silence in it um, when I, she first wakes up through Thank fuck. drug and she's just lying in the bed. That's I, that's all. I, I was like, my god, bro! And then it was like, it was like, this is like too much, man. I didn't mind the score. I thought the score was alright. Oh, I thought it was fucking terrible. It reminded me of um, Clint Mansell's work. See if the score had been maybe used in about four scenes, I'd have been alright. Right, but it was yeah. used through pretty much F- the entire off, film. The, the director also did the score. <laughs> <laughs> he's got fucking ADHD then or, or whatever yeah, the fuck no, shit. I mean he's he kind of it's that whole thing like, he, he did he did everything on this he produced it directed it starred and it edited it one, one note one interesting note um, so there's, in the credits there's a a guy called uh, David Toohey gets a credit as an editor Right. He's going on to make some pretty good films, man. What's he made, man? Um, he made The Green Knight, which came out recently. The Green Knight? A few years ago. Oh, right, I've so not seen it, but I remember... Arthurian legend. Ah, film. right, okay. That's, That's a big movie, though. It's good, man. It's really, really good. I've not good. seen it, but I know of it. Um, he made The Old Man in the Gun. Seen that. Came out a few years ago, nope. and uh, one of my favourite films, a, a Ghost Story, came out. A that's few meant years to be back. really good. I've not I seen really that. I enjoyed though. that film. He, that, so that was him. He also did uh, Pete's Dragon for Pete's the, Dragon. The, the Disney remake ah, of cool, Pete's Dragon, man, which cool. was kind of weird. But I, I mean, you can tell it's been one guy's vision, man, because oh, like it's it's yeah. just too it's too insular. Everything about it's, it's totally. Do you know what I compare this to? Obviously, anybody that listening to this, me and Scott listening to a lot of extreme kind of music as well, and it was like. If Dillinger Escape Plan was a film, but I like Dillinger Escape Plan, <laughs> but I don't like this. Right. You see what I mean? Uh, I like I like my music chaotic. But, but I, not your films. Aye. I, I wouldn't say it was chaotic though. What? It, it, I don't know, chaotic's the wrong word. I think the abstract chaotic suggests it's like properly all over the place. Oh, I thought it was, <laughs> man. Oh, fuck man. I I've been watching two different films, man. Like I, literally maybe it is because I've seen it three times. Uh, it's now. maybe making more sense to you, uh, but as I, I, I mean I'll be honest, I'll never watch this again. You know, I, nah. I, I, nah, I'll never watch this again. But same though, like I mean if if we weren't doing this podcast, I might I don't think I would have watched it again. I I after mean after seeing it like 
this is listen, this is the beauty of doing this. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's like I, you, I enjoy the journey of watching films that I would normally never, mm. would, I would normally never watch. But I'm just that's just the whole point of the you podcast. Shall I may not have seen? That, you know, yeah, so yeah. I, so, I mean, it's interesting in that respect. And you know, it opens your eyes to different things and, and different vibes of films and stuff like that. I don't like keep putting the boot on it, man. It, you know, it is what it is, and it, I, I think it's got a pretty good rating on. It's got 81 oh, or 100 on Metacritic. I noticed that. It's mega mm. high. Yeah. Maybe I'm just too fucking stupid. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I've been watching too many Marvel films or some no, shit. No, like, I, I know where you're coming from. It's, uh, wouldn't I say I enjoyed it when I watched it first? I got a wee bit more from it. Watching it again, second, second, third time round. Aye. I think the start and the end made sense. But everything in between was just like, it just felt like weird, scattered. Scatterbrain sort of shit. Mm. Yeah, but obviously it makes sense to him. Yeah. It makes sense to him, and maybe that's yeah. what, maybe, maybe that's what uh, he's doing. That's it. He made he made the film he wanted to make, yeah. and I, I, you kind of forget that. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes, I mean, you, it's somebody's vision, and you might not get it. But to be fair, they probably don't give a fuck if you get yeah, you it. Probably level you get the it. same things that Christopher Nolan with some of his films. Definitely, he's considered one of the masters. You know, aye. I mean, and well, let's not get any tenant. Aye. Well, I already <laughs> said that. Aye. I mean, there's 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 a few films that yeah. I've got a list of about four films that made me made me physically angry watching them. Tenant was definitely one of them, yeah. and another was Midsummer. Yeah. Yep. Let's not get any of that. Terrible film. <laughs> we'll save that. Uh, we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that when we watch it. I will. I will <laughs> fucking hell. Let's not bother, man. Um, do, do you want to go with the ratings? Oh fuck! Here we go. Um, <laughs> Give your rating, Joe. <laughs> I, I'm just going to get a one, man. As I, bad as that. Aye, man. It didn't evoke any sort of emotional anger <laughs> when I was watching. Like I say, I was kind of on board at the start. Yeah, yeah. But then it became like fucking like I don't know what it became after that it just became like I said to me it just felt like somebody got like a photo album and just fucking threw all the pictures everywhere mm-hmm. and just as they lay they filmed it that way it made little to no sense the whole middle good maybe hour in the middle for me made fuck all sense really right the start kind of did and the end did but the middle so I'll give you my rating give me it Scott it. so if if this was 10 years ago Scott if this was 30 30 something Scott right I think I would have probably gave it a one as well. Right. But having watched it again, I'll probably give it a two and a half. Listen, man. Oh, I'm like, cool I, with I, that. I did get a wee bit more from it watching this second time around. I liked some of the Aye. some of the ideas that I felt were, were kinda in there. The execution of it. Yeah. Again, it was, it's it probably was, too too much I want one guy to do pretty much himself. Do you know Aye. what I mean? Yes. It's, I mean it's it's too much. Yep. You know, it's, it's too big a project to take on yourself. And it doesn't matter you're gonna miss something, you kinda need somebody else in there. That said, I mean we're not talking about Primer and Primer was just him. I mean like a couple of other people. But, but I'm led to believe that Primer's a lot more linear though. Is it no? Is it is it as fucked up as this? Primer's on the list, so we'll not talk about it then now, and we'll wait for it to come up on the, the Fair general. Enough. Fair enough, um, man. I better fucking not be next, man. <laughs> I want fucking the Grinch next or something, man, after well, that. That's <laughs> easy, Tom. Welcome to the fourth street. No, man, it was, it was, uh, aye. It was good to watch it anyway. Yeah, it's, it's always good to talk to you about yeah, these things, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like I say, as much as I, I disliked it, I kind of, talking to you, I kind of, some things made a little more sense. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, like the whole pig thing, I, yeah, I never yeah. really got that. But I, and obviously the stuff I was saying about the subconscious with the thing that you were saying. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. we've, we've kind of bounced some ideas off each other and kind of came up with something that kind of makes sense. So the film does, in a weird way, you can make sense of it. It's Aye. just like but there is a story there. And like I said, it's you're saying it's not linear, but it is linear. The, the story 
it has a start and end and it has a straight line through the middle. It's just the way that's presented is kind of jarring. Did you not think that, that, I mean, as fucked up as the start is, it felt less fragmented yeah. than the middle part of the well, film? I mean, the start of the film, you could say that the abuse hasn't happened yet, so their their minds aren't fragmented yet. And then we're going to make sort of meta shit here, aye, man. So, so the start of the film is a bit more straightforward, yep. and then even though it isn't really, it's because you have no fucking idea what's going on no, when you see the guy with the worms and stuff. So you could argue that, that they're not fragmented yet, and then after the abuse, their mind, they're forgetting stuff, they don't remember things, they're remembering each other's memories because of the link. And, aye, you know. that was another thing I got. It was like, I know, I know we're talking about it all over the place, we're kind of going back now, but. It was weird because I was like, are they only connected through the abuse part? Yeah, that, that, that's what I got. It's, it's purely because they had both had this experience with the thief and the sampler. So they don't actually know each other prior to the no, abuse? They've no. met through the abuse? Yeah. Right. Right, okay, that kind of makes sense then. Yeah. That sort of makes sense because mm-hmm. I was kind of like, well, they weren't married then because we were kind of talking about being uh, married. It's, it's like, but I mean, I don't know if they got married in the course of the... I, I don't think they did. I was jumping about that much. Mm-hmm. It was really fucking difficult mm-hmm. to pin anything down, man. But I suppose, I suppose that now that you mentioned it, they were probably feeding off each other to kind of come to the conclusion that eventually, you know, mm. what led to the end where they found yep. out about the guy with the pigs and all the crazy shit that was going on. It's fucking, I, if you're into my complete and utter madness, then I would recommend you, you check it out. And I've seen some fucking mad films, but. Yep. It's, a, it's a soft madness though. It's nice and floaty. <laughs> it's like a dream. Uh, well, a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> So will we find out what we're watching next week? Aye, go for right. it, man. Right. We'll just crank up the... The Wheel of Fortune. The film Wheel of Fortune here. But as you said, we've got a big, massive list of films that me and Joe came up with, and we've just put them into a, a random wheel to randomly pick films for us. So we don't actually know what we're going to watch until we spin the wheel, which I'm going to do now. Oh, so here, here we go. Let's hope it's something a bit more palatable, man. Maybe not, man. It's a bit freaky because we were just talking about this before we started the podcast. What? Once we're warriors. Oh, fucking excellent! That's yeah. one of my recommendations. Yeah. Man. So I, I don't remember seeing this. If I have seen it, I remember it coming out, and I remember seeing the trailer, but I don't remember seeing it. So that's really odd, didn't it? We were just talking about this before we started the podcast. That's mad. That's weird. Bye. So get us on Twitter. Yep. Aye. At not seen pod. At not seen pod. Tell us what you thought of upstream color. Aye. if you enjoyed it or not and then also get on watching Once We're Warriors and join us next week and we'll talk about some more shit you may not have seen indeed we will man you're good you're mate